This album's celebrating an anniversary. Kia ora, Sam. Morena, Geneva. Back in the studio Yay. once more. It's been a long time. How bloody long has it's it been? so good to be back yeah. here in the space. And uh, I thought today we'd look at uh, a Stereo Lab album yes. called Emperor Tomato Ketchup, <laughs> which is a really cool name. I like it. Uh, it's turning 25. It came out in 1996. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a cool album. And Stereo Lab are, are, are quite a cool band. Um, they formed in 1990. Uh, and they're predominantly uh, led by a songwriting team of Tim Gain and Letitia Sadia. She's French. Uh-huh. Pa- pardon my French is not the greatest. Yeah, pardon my <laughs> French too. I'm um, not good at it. But uh, yes, uh, and they would be the mainstays and driving creative force of Stereo Lab. And the two of them were actually a couple and they were together until 2002. Oh. Yes. Uh, so... Yes, uh, Stereo Lab. They were they were anomaly right through actually in their f- initial few years. They were completely outside e- um, anything really that was popular in music at the time, whether mm. it would be grunge or Britpop or indie. Um, they basically created their own musical space, uh, one of experimental kind of avant-garde pop music, I guess you could call it. It was like a, a molding of lounge pop from the '60s, unorthodox arrangements and elements. There were kraut rock influences, jazz, art pop electronic influences and uh, their music was a bit of a mishmash um, I don't think many people knew what to make of it because it was just so uniquely theirs and kind of out of out of the way out of place um, and they released three albums in three years with mixed success and then they took a year off before recording this album Emperor Tomato Ketchup and uh, the album was named after a 1971 film by a Japanese author Shuji Terayama Mm. And musically on here, they really went big in the experimental pop area. There's a lot of looped sounds on here, uh, lots of experimentation in the composition. It was probably their most experimental album to date. And um, we're talking influences from hip hop to 60s French pop, I guess. Um, It was kind of all over the place. And you'll hear that in the three tracks that I've chosen uh, today. The first of which is called... Sibel's Riveri and the lead single this is the lead single from the record and you get a very nice sense on this track of the sound of the album and how it combines these pop sensibilities with sort of classic experimental avant-garde sounds there are strings on here there's an organ there's a mix of French and English lyrics that's one thing Sadie is good at as she sings in both French and English oh yeah and uh, yeah it's a it's a cool cool song well, great. Um, text them 5395 if you're a Stereo Lab fan or you just want to share some words. Maybe you saw them play. They have come here. They came here they recently, a few here. years ago, actually. I'm going to talk about that at the end. Did everyone cry? What happened? Maybe they did. Tell us. <laughs> was it an emotional? Was it uh, transformational? Ooh.
Wow, they really do love their layering, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they do. It's very cinematic. Cinematic, uh, whimsical. I could just see it like in a, some sort of French film. Yeah, but uh, thinking about 1996, like because you know that type of level of layering and stuff, like here now in yeah. this current time, people are layering up a storm. Mm-hmm. They're going crazy with the samples. They're doing all kinds of stuff. Yep. Bringing in the the quartet. Yeah. Um, but that wouldn't have really been happening no, in 96. It was more of like a grunge, post-grunge yeah, exactly. kind of Exactly, yeah. That's why they were time. so out of the kind of norm of what was happening. And it was very gentle. Very gentle, very sweet. Yeah. Very good for a Monday morning. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Perfect. The next track we're going to play is called Percolator, and uh, this has a, a very strong sort of 60s lounge pop feel to it. Uh, I guess... I mean, one of the influences of this record is uh, Francois Hardy, who was very popular French oh, yeah. singer in the '60s. Mega and, babe. Yeah, and uh, you, I think you'll hear some of that influence on this on this track for sure. Oh, um, someone texted in. First track I ever heard was French disco. I loved the grunty bass and harmonies. A total tune that still gets me ready to party. Oh, fab. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ma 
That was Percolator by Stereo mm. Lab. I'm here with Sam Smith. Yowza. It's the first <laughs> It's the first time that we've been in studio it together. Is. We're trying to do the math. It was it's been like a month. It's something like that since we've been in bit. the studio. Yeah. We just had constant interruptions, public Constantly. holidays, breaks. But, but we managed to do it like remotely, do the we show did. remotely, we which did. was good. Yeah. Um, but you couldn't do it um, at short notice, so sometimes no. you couldn't do it. Yeah, and and I went up to there was a Waitangi weekend as well. Yes, yeah, yeah. you All went up to Waitangi. That yeah. was cool. Um, yeah, so we'll be concluding anniversary album Stereo Lab. Uh, what is it? Emperor em, uh, Emperor Tomato Ketchup. Yeah, yeah. I'm yep. sorry, I don't want to get it wrong. I just no, hesitated. No. Um, but yeah, we will be getting back to that just after this. Cup of tea? No, I'm going out. What? I'm going to Taddy's. Bring in your winter clothes now. Taddy's Designer Recycle. 161 Ponsonby Road, 47 High Street and 78 Ponsonby Road. Go to tatties.co.nz. Introducing the latest, the greatest, the plant-based patty to make you happy. It's the Nando's Great Pretender. Flavoured with chilli, garlic, lemon and herbs, the Great Pretender is a high-protein plant-based patty that's all Nando's, no chicken. Order the Great Pretender today in any burger, pita, wrap, salad, paella, whatever you like, only at Nando's. At this radio station, we do our utmost to abide by the Broadcasting Standards Authority and their rules and guidelines. If you seriously think we've crossed the line on air, give us a call on 309-4831 within 20 working days of the broadcast date and tell us about it. We'll be able to help you out and tell you the procedure if you wish to make a formal complaint to the Broadcasting Standards Authority. Fuck knuckles, cock and piss. Balls. Thank you. Thank you very much for the, that message, man. Um, <laughs> message, man. Welcome back to Anniversary Albums. You're tuned in to Morning Glory on um, 95BFM, and I'm here with Sam Smith. Hi, kia ora. Yes. We're uh, talking about Stereo Lab. Stereo Lab, Emperor Tomato Ketchup. Yes. And let's talk about the reception and the legacy. Legacy. Uh, it was a massive critical success, with many deeming it to be their best album, including all music. Others called it their high watermark. Mm. In terms of its commercial success, much of it was down to its success on college and indie radio, where it was a big, big hit, and that actually enabled it to get a pretty respectable chart placing of 27 in the UK. Uh, its importance and legacy has only increased with time. Spin magazine named it the 46th best album of the 90s, and Pitchfork named it the 51st best album of the 90s. Uh, it was also included in that music holy bible 1001 albums you must hear before you die wow which is uh, i've actually got that book and it is actually a pretty pretty interesting read 1001 wonder, albums <laughs> i wonder how many of those you've already reviewed on anniversary uh, i'd have to work it out a lot but Not, that's good yeah you're helping me <laughs> as well <laughs> getting through there yeah um, yeah so i think overall it really cemented uh, stereo lab as one of the more interesting and pioneering groups from the 90s and their reputation has only increased with time. We were talking earlier about how uh, these days production and layering and all that kind of stuff is the norm, but back then it was kind of new, still fresh. And yeah, uh, I think in that respect they were pioneering a lot of that. Uh, and you mentioned Tame Impala mm. as an example, mm. and I was like, yeah, early Tame Impala, very much similar. Yeah, like a like psych a psych kind of sounding, a psychedelic, gentle. Yeah, music for sure. 
Um, since this album came out, they've been very prolific. They've released six more albums. Uh, they did separate briefly in 2009, but they did reunite in 2019 for some shows, and they played Auckland at the Hollywood Avondale uh, in 2020, literally weeks before the COVID came and stopped international tours. So they would have been one of the last international acts to come here. Gosh, remember when we had international (laughs) acts? I know. It's like a different different time. Although, can I just say, Mm. um, just a bit off track, but... um, now we've got all of these Kiwi lineups. So so good, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah. Stoked. People have been talking about it for years. Yeah, they now have. Now they, ha- you know, now it's, it's happening. happening. It's happening. Um, so I'm sure a lot of our listeners went to that show. Um, I, I even think BFM was kind of running promos about it. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that would have been the last time they came here. And I'm sure hopefully one day they'll come here again. Whoa, Sorry. The poltergeist is a poltergeist. <laughs> um, the track we're going to finish with is called The Noise of Carpet, which is a great song name. <laughs> uh, but this is more kind of in the mold of your traditional alt rock driving guitars. Uh, Sadia sings in English on this track. And uh, yeah, I guess this just highlights their flexibility and their eclectic sound, their willingness to push the pop envelope. Uh, yeah. It's a good song. Great. Well, thank you very much, Sam. Thank you. See you next week. See you.
happy anniversary to that album. Happy anniversary.